The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Hey, hey, welcome to the Get the Funk Out Show. I'm your host, Janine. All right, we are on for part two. The creative team of Justin Giddings and Ryan Welsh are back on the show in my three-part, well, pre-summer series. And we're going to talk about production. If you weren't on the show last week, uh, the podcast from last week's show is up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And we talked about the whole pre-production process of filmmaking, how to make your ideas and concepts a reality, what to expect in the process, the experiences they've had along the way. So this week, they're on the line standing by, and we're going to talk about production. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Ooh, that's not a good start to Monday. <laughs> right. What's a little technical difficulty? I know. I know. That's okay. Stuff happens, <laughs> right? We got to roll with it. So uh, thanks for coming on in this three-part series. Last week was fun talking about pre-production. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we had, had a blast. This is great. Awesome. Awesome. So I thought we would talk about the whole production process. I know you both of you worked on various things, and... Maybe you could share, you know, some tips on what to do when you once once you go through that you survive that pre-production process. You know, what to expect, kind of thing. I think um, one of the things is, if no matter how much pre-production you do uh, to prepare for the day, uh, there's always going to be things that that change. And I think uh, the most the thing that I learned really quickly and that uh, has been useful to keep in mind is that you still have to be willing to improvise around an idea, um, you know, even, even when you've spent all that time in pre-production, you know, on the day things change, you, yes. you, you have the actors in the space and they're bringing a completely different energy and, um, and you get to the space and it's smaller than you think it is or whatever it is. And, uh, and you just gotta be, you gotta be willing to, to, to improvise. Yeah. I, re- I remember, uh, one of my first jobs at a graduate school, somebody said, well, how do you deal with ambiguity? And, you know, no. and how do you, can, can you roll with things, the unexpected? And I think that's, you have to have, you know, an, an experience in doing that and keeping calm. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I, think, I think every single production at some point in the production during shooting, something goes either terribly wrong or ter- is terribly unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> and... The worst sets that I've been on are the sets where somebody important can't adapt to that. Um, But the best sets that I've been on are when they can adapt, they do adapt, and they end up coming up with uh, uh, an art, uh, a creative product that is very um, electric. It has a lot of energy behind it because (laughs) there was sort of a panic that that instigated it. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, it's nice when people can, um, you know, think on their toes and come up with some other way and everybody's calm under pressure. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think a part of that, too, is surrounding yourself with good people and, and people that you trust. And, and in a lot of ways, um, you know, if you trust in the expertise of your team, mm-hmm. 
it's much easier when you know uh, when uh, things start kind of going haywire. It's much easier to um, trust in what they're saying. You know, if they if they say, "Well, I can do this. I can make this adjustment here. We can uh, we can adjust this over here." To trust in their vision and their expertise as well, and then uh, as director anyway, you just kind of become the the guiding force that um, synthesizes all those visions uh, in that moment. Now, let me ask you, because there's a lot of different perspectives in the whole production process, but l have you had, you know, in a production, actors might say, you know, can I change these lines? Does that happen? Can yeah, I, I, I know I, as an actor, for me, I, I've, um, I've wanted to change lines before. I don't always ask about it because yeah. I'm trying to respect the writer's process too, but you know, I, I, I think that this is a, a very fluid art form until it is really done in the editing room. So even mm -hmm. in yeah. production, it, it's still fluid. And um, if, you, if you hear the actor's voice and you hear that the same idea comes across much more effectively with some different words because it's in their voice, then, you know, I can't speak for every writer or every, uh, every artist. But I know for me, I'm very open to that generally yeah we're pretty we're pretty cool with uh our actors that's good bringing ideas to us because again one reason why i think our partnership works so well is we're really we really want the best product not um necessarily our ego you know what i mean yes so yeah. if an actor comes to us and says hey this line just doesn't feel right in my mouth we'll we'll play with it a little bit until it does and it's almost always better they they, they as long as they're like like welsh was saying as long as they're capturing the idea that we're going for mm -hmm. uh, or making it, you know, or even making yeah. it better yeah. then uh, we're, we're totally cool. But then there are some times where it's like, no, this particular line says exactly what we want. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you got to say it this way. Yes. <laughs> and then, yes. And then really it's more about working with them um, so that they, so that they understand more where that came from, that mm -hmm. idea came from and they can kind of build it on their end. So, yeah, there's, there's, um, we're open to that communication. You know, sure. I have to say, because I've worked on some productions as well, that it's good to prepare as an actor, but it's also important to to breathe and be mentally ready to also do improv, because you might be asked mm -hmm. to do something that you didn't prepare for and you don't want to go into a panic. You yeah. want, You want to be ready to just, you know, bring your A game yeah. without saying, well, this is what I prepared and that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, Ryan, Ryan and I were on um, probably the biggest project that sort of launched our acting careers was a project called Bite Me, which is a zombie comedy done by Machinima and Lionsgate. Mm -hmm. And season two, season one was super successful. Uh, season two, you know, like, what, 10, 15 million views, something like that. Wow. So season two is uh, rolling around, and it's the last day and it's supposed to be the big zombie fight because we're, we're zombie killers, right? Yeah. So there's this horde of zombies that are supposed to be there, like a hundred zombies, and then there's like these um, sub-bosses, like these three kind of zombies, and then this big one. Well, we got on the day, and it's like, guys, we're not going to have the horde. We're only going to have the sub-bosses and then the boss. And then we got close to like an hour or two from shooting. It was like, we're not having the sub-bosses. We're having only the main zombie. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there is, yeah, yeah. It's you know, so stuff happens on their end, on on everyone's yeah. end. But from the actor's perspective, the last thing production needed was for us to like 
get really mad and be like, where's our big zombie fight? <laughs> they needed us to like, focus and figure out how to make this new direction work. Yeah. And we asked the same of our actors. Right. Yeah. right. And how did you make that work since you were missing so many players? You know, I, I, it's funny to think back to that anyway, but there's, you know, I, I think when you also have a luxury as an actor too, that the, the biggest problems aren't yours to worry about. Like yes. they, they say, yeah. this is what's happening. And you, you have the unique freedom of kind of going, okay, all right, <laughs> let's play. <laughs> like, right. and that's, and that's it. But you know, it. I think a, a lot of that can be avoided. Like when you're, when you're looking at the, the page, like you, when you're looking at the script, you can see what a huge day that is. We have a horde of zombies and sub-bosses and a right. boss zombie that's <laughs> grotesque and huge. And, you know, on the page, you have to know what that, what that day is going to look like and how much that day is going to cost. And, yes. um, and it's just one of those things that I think, like, you know, that we're, what we learn from as filmmakers anyway is like, well, we really want to, we really want to be clear for ourselves about, you know, realistic expectations, you know, in terms of what we can get. There was, there, in one day, you know, I think we knew kind of going into that day, like, you know, there's something's going to change here because there's no way that we're going to get all of this all in this people. last day of shooting. It's right. just, it's not, that's not on the, it's not going to happen, you know, and so I, I, we, we try to be really, you know, optimistic, but also realistic about what we can, you know, what, what, what can be done in one day of filming mm-hmm. on a budget, no less. You know. Right, right. Do you so. have do you have uh, pre production and post production meetings as far as you know at beginning your day, end of your day to wrap, or is it just too exhausting and you're like, I'll see you <laughs> tomorrow later. <laughs> now you're definitely when when you're behind the camera, you are there earlier and there later yeah. than everybody, your crew, your actors, everything. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta get ready, make sure everyone's on the same page. And you got to recap the day. And if there were mistakes or problems, you got to address them because they yeah. build up over time. Yeah. If you have a if you have a snowball from hell, yes. <laughs> you're screwed. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Right. Uh, we've got, and that's where having a really great uh, first AD or first assistant director comes in um, so handy is is just that you know at the end of every day they're really there to help you kind of guide that ship. They're your they're your right hand uh man or woman i guess and they at the end of every day we'd sort of set up with uh the first ad the second ad and uh one of our producers and just kind of recap the day and then set up okay this is what we have to do tomorrow uh any changes that we can foresee that need to be made before tomorrow like you you do have your sort of post day wrap up um and prep for the next so that's great did both of you learn about production just basically hands-on or did you were you both you know involved in productions and kind of learned the ropes earlier on you know post-college or um, a little bit of both mm-hmm. you know our our careers have primarily been acting for a long time and uh we definitely felt very comfortable going into uh the pre-production and the production process when we started making our own films um but we've worked with a producer a few times who we totally needed because yeah, we didn't know what we didn't know. Yeah. Right. And yeah, we exactly, were two yeah. weeks out from our first film and had not. We we thought we could do it on our own, and we couldn't. We we had to turn to our producer and save us, please. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she did. She was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, she's a pro, so she came in That's and great. was able to uh, 
uh, see us through the finish line of um, pre-production and into production. So, was that this yeah. is normal? Was it that? Yeah, time? yeah, was. normal. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, great too. Yeah, but you know, it went on to win awards. It's hit the festival cir- circuit really nicely. So mm-hmm. it, that just goes to show that it's your team. Yeah, that really, really yeah, that is that is the the heart of a production. Yeah. Right, and you know, you can't. You can't have this ego where you can't, uh, you know, let other people be part of your baby, yeah. you know, and you have to l- collaborate really well. Yeah, I, you know, I can't tell you how many times I, I've seen the problem in a, in a production actually root from somebody's ego, you know, where, where you know, it's their vision, it's got to be this way, and if it's not this way, you know, then that's where problems arise, and, and it just seems... Uh, Seems like, why would you go into such a collaborative um, art form if you're yes. not going to play what, play nice with others? Yeah, you know? yes. It, yes. It doesn't make much sense to me. So, yeah, so we we uh, we try to play nice. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I mean, because you can't be great at everything. You know, you have to know uh, when to let go and go, you know what, I just, I'm not getting that scene. I need your input. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'd rather yeah. be good at picking good people mm-hmm. than yeah, good at doing their jobs. Yes. Do you want to share uh, what's going on? I know you're working on Outpost. Yeah, yeah. Um, Outpost is gearing up pretty, pretty hardcore uh, on June 17th. That's Tuesday, next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we launch our Indiegogo campaign. Um, and so r- right now we're spending a lot of time on making sure that the, uh, the perks are nice, that the video looks good. We went and shot on a soundstage for our uh, little pitch video. And for people who don't know, Indiegogo is an alternative to Kickstarter, which I'm pretty sure most people are familiar with. It's yes. crowdfunding. Yes. Um, we like it. You know, a lot of yeah. people sort of turn their noses up at it, but we have found that it is such an incredible, like filmmaking is a collaborative process. It requires a team. And the cool thing is, is that our friends and family and fans of ours and fans of the genre now become essential team members and yeah. part of that film. Um, all on, not, in, excuse me, all when they're part of Indiegogo? Yeah, when they, well, when they, you know, the idea of crowdfunding in the first place, I think, is what's what's cool about it is that, you know, when you when you can really outline it for an uh, for your audience as well that like, hey, when you when you donate twenty dollars to this project, like, you know, that's yeah, you you probably get the DVD in return or whatever it is that you get as your perk, but at the end of the day, um, that twenty dollars that that brought us one step closer to making a film, you know? So when you watch that, you see, you can see that in it. And you don't crowdfunding a film. That's a, um, that's a unique sort of experience. I think for the, for the audience as well, when, when they know like, Oh, I contributed to making this possible. Sure. They're part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about outpost. What I know you uh, did that really cool trailer. Yeah. Teaser trailer is pretty cool. Um, yeah, what do you, is there like something specific you're interested about? Yeah, I want to talk about maybe the production process you have going on. You know, what are you, you're ramping up towards? Um, how big yeah. is your crew? Right now, uh, we're still in the, we're still in the hiring stage, but it's going to be, you know, anytime you start involving VFX and, uh, you know, both uh, computer generated and practical, you know, your, your production gets more complicated. And we knew that going into this. So we gave ourselves, a very large pre-production window. Um, 
That's because cool. when we get to the set, it's going to be a situation where, one, we're not going to have a whole lot of flex funds to make up for a mistake if it happens. Mm -hmm. And um, two, there are going to be a lot of moving pieces on that day. You know, every day, every day of filming, like, you know, we're going to have wire work at some point. We've got, you know, uh, we're working on some of the best equipment in the industry, you know, green screen, we're going to have a VFX supervisor on set. The editor is going to be on set. Our producers are on set. The entire crew, you know, like, yeah. there's just, there's a lot of moving pieces. And, and, uh, so we, I think the first thing that we decided to do was give ourselves a very, a very large window, um, in pre-production so that we can, you know, plan properly. Next and in, ter well, in terms me. of production, you know, the, 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 the big part right now is collect, is putting together the team, right? Yeah. Sure. So, um, we have our director of photography, his name is Edan Menon, um, incredible i mean this guy is just an incredible wizard of light right so oh, cool. we went to a meeting with him and he pulls out this lookbook for the film and this was like a, this is like a super relaxed first meeting getting some coffee he pulls out this whole lookbook and like this is my vision for the film this is how i see the light this is how i'm wow. interpreting the script <laughs> yeah and we were like um you're awesome so <laughs> I, I called will slater i was like can we just hire him yeah. and yeah. he was like yes let's do it that's yeah. great um, Good vision and our yeah exactly and our visual effects guy is incredible his name is paul latta he's with a company called coco visual and uh, actually he's down uh, he's down near you guys he's in orange county oh and um he, i mean he's a like a he's a wizard too he worked on prometheus he was one of the lead guys on prometheus uh harry potter chronicles of narnia incredible percy jackson like yeah. huge cgi that's pretty stuff. impressive this guy has yeah. like teams on yeah. Uh, yeah and he read our you know we sent out a uh, uh you know a request for resumes and whatnot and he sent his in, sent in his reel. I'm telling you, we went through every single one, and we were like, this guy is the guy. So we called him, sent him the script, and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. We'll make it happen. We'll figure out the budget. We'll make it happen. Yeah, it's, 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 it's nice when you have people working for the love of it, like the passion of it, um, you know, and, and that's part of what you, you have to take calculated, passionate risks. Yes, you do. I think in this you industry, you know, where you, you look at an idea, you look at a creator, you look at someone that you could collaborate with, and on the front end, you go, okay, well, this is probably, they're probably going to be paying me under my usual rates, yeah, but, but do passionate. I believe in the project? Do I believe right. in the filmmakers? And if the answer to those two questions is yes, then that might be a good calculated, passionate risk right. to take. Let me interrupt you for one second. Uh, and by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Justin Giddings and Ryan Welsh of Giddy Welshman Productions. For those who didn't tune in last week, could you give us a little synopsis of Outpost, the product production you're working on? Sure. Uh, it is a sci-fi, epic sci-fi short film. Uh, it tells the story of a man named Gordon. He is a member of a special class of intergalactic diplomats called Citizens. And the job of the citizens is to make first contact with intelligent life. And so far, they haven't found any, despite being able to have interstellar travel, all that stuff. We actually haven't found aliens yet. Mm -hmm. uh, so Citizen Gordon is on an outpost on the farthest edge of our galaxy, and he is studying a phenomenon known as the beyond, which is this big black curtain of dark matter that they can't probe, they can't go through, they can't go around. And he's pretty convinced that there's aliens in there. At the same time, 
uh, he has an Android research assistant, um, a robot named Aria. And they've begun to fall in love, which is very taboo. Oh, I was just going to ask if it was a girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's, uh, he's about, you know, we kind of open up on their relationship, and he's about ready to kind of reveal his feelings and sort of embrace this taboo relationship mm-hmm. when he gets news that Earth has decided to blow up the beyond. So they're <laughs> going to send a giant doomsday device called a Starbreaker to destroy it. All of a sudden, Whoa. the beyond starts moving. So now he's stuck between a like the biggest rock and the biggest hard place as this giant wall of blackness comes towards his outpost. This giant bomb comes towards his outpost. Whoa! And Gordon is trying to get out alive. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> pretty, it's pretty fast paced and pretty epic. I mean, it's a it's it's a packed thirteen minutes. <laughs> uh, so it's thirteen minutes. That's going to be it. Well, this one. I guess I'd call it another calculated, passionate risk. It's, yeah. you know, this is a feature. We know that. Yes. Uh, and it has, it, has a, it has a really fun feature form. Um, and we just, you know, what's the branch that, that is reachable for us right now is an amazing short film that captures the heart of the story, uh, the, the different flavors and that we um, that we hopefully you know end game that we would use the short film and the success of the film yes as a way to um, generate some meetings for the feature and and see what see what we can't um, put forward in the years to come yeah no it actually sounds like this creative prototype for your future work I mean it could really expand into yeah. something huge it's very exciting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we're we're, yeah. we're super pumped about it. I gotta say we're we're like kind of giddy school children. Well, giddy Welshman. When, uh-huh. <laughs> when, come, when it comes to this project, um, because one thing Welsh and I try to focus on is, you know, sci-fi is just the locations. That's just the setting. Yeah. What, what is really important about this is the relationship between the characters and, you know, what, you know, basic human emotions of fear of the unknown Yes. Falling in love with somebody you're not supposed to fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most of humanity can relate with one of those two emotions. Mm-hmm. And then what we, we've done is we've set it among the stars and put pretty pictures and pretty space around it and beautiful visual effects um, so that we can sort of heighten this story beyond, you know, I don't know, maybe the same thing in high school. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I love the trailer. I said that last week. If, and if people yeah. want to see uh, the trailer and find out more about the production, where would they go? www.outposttthefilm.com Now, what if people have questions about the actual pre-production and production process? Could they actually send you some, an email or two? Sure. Uh, giddywelshman at gmail.com. That's giddy, G-I-D-D-Y, Welshmen, so M-E-N, giddywelshman at gmail.com. All right. Uh, we have to wrap in a couple of minutes. Is there anything you want to just uh, end your little segment with about production? Any advice for people just, you know, entering this zone? Yes. Feed your people well. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually huge. Spend it money is. on good craft services and good catering, and they will work extra hours for you without mm-hmm. being too pissed off. That's, yeah. that's pretty true. I, I've been that's in some it. shoots, and it's like, ooh, the food is really good. I don't mind staying a little longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So feed your people yeah. nice, delicious, warm meals, and they will love you forever. Don't buy a Subway. Yeah. Just get them some good food. Right. Step up. 
Exactly. Exactly. Because days can be very long. Yeah. Yeah. That's the secret. You keep people well fed, you will have a happy crew that will go the extra mile for you. And they know that you care. And yes. for that, they will they will work wonders for you. That is probably the big secret. Yeah. The big, food. The big <laughs> advice for the day, food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all, right, all right. So you'll be back next week. We're going to talk about pro- post-production next week. And, uh, and yeah. advice for people wanting to get into the industry would be really great. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably the place where we've learned the most. So we're yeah. looking forward to it. All right. Yeah. Great. Well, have a great day, and I'll uh, post this conversation up on my blog in a couple hours or so. Great, yeah. We'll tweet it around, and if your audience wants to share it around or connect to us through Facebook, too, we'll be one big Facebook family. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, throw out your uh, contact on Facebook. Sure. Uh, it's outpostthefilm.com right now forwards to Facebook. All right. So it's a good way to connect to us directly. Yeah. Great. Justin Giddings, Ryan Welsh, thanks for calling into the show. Thanks so much for having us. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. If you've missed any part of today's conversation with Justin and Ryan, it'll be up on my blog, as I mentioned, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with my second guest, Nikki O'Neill, a Los Angeles-based performing recording artist, guitar player, and singer-songwriter, is going to join me at 930.